John chapter 14, verses 21 to 24. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the world, and the word which he hears is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for hearts to receive your word. Heavenly Father, we ask that your word will go forth on good ground. And as we walk through this text, Heavenly Father, grace us with understanding. Grace us to not just hear your word, but to be receivers, to be doers of your word. Strengthen our hearts, Lord God, and encourage us in you that we may bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 14, verses 21 through 24. As we walk through these passages, we're going to come across three points. One, we don't know how to properly respond to God's love. Point two, if we properly respond to God's love, the Father will love us. And point three, a proper response to the love of Christ results in Jesus loving you and his manifestation to you. Those are our three points. Point number one, we don't know how to properly respond to God's love. Point number two, if we properly respond to Jesus' love, the Father will love us. And point number three, a proper response to the love of Christ results in Jesus loving you and the Father and Jesus manifesting himself to you. Those are the three points that we're going to come across as we're walking through this text. Let's look at the scripture. John 14, verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Point one. We don't know how to properly respond to God's love. See, God is different than we are. We're tainted with sin. At one point, we thought like God. At one point, we spoke like God. At one point, we were totally in line with God because God made us in his image and in his likeness. That means that everything that we wanted to do was okay. Everything that we wanted to say, it was all right. Even our thoughts were good because we were made in the image of God. But we allowed sin to come in. We disobeyed God. And now... We're enemies of God outside of Christ. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Going to church is not 
what pleases God. According to our thoughts, it may be okay. We show God that we love him, and we appreciate what he's done for us by going to church. But that's not God's way. Maybe according to our thinking, if we do good to make up for our bad, that God would accept us. That's not God's way. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And his ways are higher than our ways. So here we have Jesus. He's about to go away. And the disciples can't come with him. But in his last few words of encouragement to them, his last few words of comfort, he wanted them to know the proper way to interact with the love of God. He wanted them to know the proper way to respond to the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We may think that the proper response to that is to do good things. We may think that the proper response to that is to let our good outweigh our bad. But Jesus tells them here in verse 21, he said, He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loved me. We show God our love for him by keeping his commandments, by having his commandments and keeping them. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As we learn about Jesus Christ, as we learn about the Father, as we learn through the word of God, as we come across his commandments, we hold on to them. We don't let them move past us. We don't let them escape them. Escape us, but we hold on to them. We memorize them. We meditate on them. Jesus told them, he said, he that had my commandments, we have to get a hold of them. We have to keep them. We have to memorize them. We get to speak them. He said, he that had my commandments, maybe you know the Ten Commandments, but are you keeping them? Are we repenting of our sin and turning our heart toward God? Having his commandments is not enough. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. Having the commandments of Jesus Christ, having the commandments of God, and keeping them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me should be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself in him. See, God, God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But here Jesus is telling them, if you want to receive what the Father has for you, if you want to be in right standing with him, it's the same thing that Adam and Eve were told. They were given specific instructions of not to mess with the tree in the midst of the garden. Abraham was given specific instructions. Moses was given specific instructions. Noah was given specific instructions to receive the benefit of what God had for him. The plan that God had. And now God in time has given us Jesus Christ. A manifestation of the promise that he promised to Abraham. 
Isaac, Jacob, the promise that Moses was looking to, the promise all the way from Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, 15. The promise of the seed. And now this seed, this child, who's known as the Son of Man, who's known as the Son of God, who's known as the uh, Master, Emmanuel, God with us, Prince of Peace, he's about to leave them, but he's giving them instruction. Why? Because we don't know how to properly respond to God's love. We don't know how. Because God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So Jesus giving them words of encouraging them, encouragement. He's telling them, he's showing them, this is what I require from you. If you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Proverbs 3, 5-7. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct my path. Be not wise in thy own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. Outside of Christ, we are tempted to be wise in our own eyes. We are tempted to do things our way. In the same way that God gave Adam and Eve specific instructions, in the same way that the commandments that Moses gave to the priests, Gave to the musicians, gave to the builders of how the temple was supposed to be. Jesus Christ has given us instructions on how to live. Jesus Christ has taken it from doing particular acts and services to the matter of the heart. Loving God from the heart. Loving our brother from the heart. And so he's about to leave. And they're fearful. He's about to leave. And they're discouraged. But in, in his last few words that he's speaking to him, his last lesson, time of teaching and lesson, he's encouraging him. He says, he that had my commandments, you have my commandments. You heard what I said. And keep it them. He it is that loves me. You may be saying, well, I try to keep his commandments, but I fall short. We're talking about practice. Are we practicing his commands? Are we practicing the way he told us to speak? The way he taught us to live? Are we practicing these things? He gives us the power to practice these things. And if you fall short, ask for forgiveness and keep practicing. Keep practicing. We're practicing his ways. We're practicing the word. We're practicing his path. We're speaking his word. We're meditating on his word. We're reading the word. He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me should be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Praise God. As we look at verse 21, the second part is saying, and he that loves me should be loved of my father. See, what we have to realize is It's the second point. If we properly respond to Jesus' love, the Father will love us. The end goal is to glorify God. Jesus did not just give us the Son just for us to be made right with the Son. 
gave us the son so that we could be made right with the father. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. In order to make his people right with him, he gave the son. And the proper response to that glorious love, the glorious response to that glorious love is repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. So Jesus told him, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that love me, and he that love me shall be loved of my Father. Jesus points us to the Father. Jesus spoke of the Father. Jesus showed us the Father. Every time he spoke, the Father spoke. Everything he did, the Father did it through him. For they are one. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Made himself equal with the Father. Made himself equal with God. For he is God. He was the full embodiment of God. He is God. And he said, if you love me, he that had my commandments and doeth them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me should be loved of my Father. See, the problem is because of sin, we have a problem with the Father. Outside of Christ in our sin, we have a problem with the Father. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're going to be paid for our deeds. Outside of Christ, the wages of sin is death. And that's the payment for our deeds outside of Christ. But Jesus came, became a curse for us, took upon our unrighteousness, and imparted unto, him, unto us his righteousness as we walk in repentance and belief in Christ. We're forgiven. Our relationship with the Father is healed. Hallelujah. A glorious response to the glorious love of God is obedience to his commandments. A glorious response to the glorious manifestation of God's love in Christ Jesus, what he did on the cross, is keeping his commandments. Praise God. God gives us the power to keep his commandments. God gives us the desire to keep his commandments. And if we fall short, we ask God for forgiveness and we continue to keep his commandments. Amen. Praise God. Jesus says in verse 21, he that loved me, he didn't have my commandments to keep it them. He it is that loved me. He had to tell us because we don't know the proper response to God's love. So often we think that it's outdoing somebody else. So often we think it's comparing ourselves to other people. So often we think it's doing these particular things but Jesus said he that had my commandments and doeth them and keepeth them, it is he that loves me, and he that loveth me should be loved of my Father. So point one, we don't know how to respond to God's love. Not properly. So God had to show us, amen. He showed us in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a living example of how to respond to God's love. Because he kept God's commandments. He loved his neighbor as he loved himself. He spoke the words of God. 
He did the works of God. He sought to please God in everything that he did and said. And praise God because of what Christ has done on the cross for our sin. Because he rose again on the third day with our power. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's given us his spirit to be led by, to be taught by, to be strengthened by, to be encouraged by. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus had to tell him because as in point one we don't know how to properly respond to God's love apart from Christ. And point two which is where we are now if we properly respond to Jesus' love the Father will love us. Psalm 7 and verse 11 says God judged the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Every day. Is, has there ever been anybody in your life that you've been angry with every day? Has there been anybody just got on your nerves that every time you saw them, you were upset with them? Has anybody ever got on your nerves you just didn't like them and you just upset with them every day? You didn't even want to speak to them. You know, imagine God being upset with you every day. Imagine God being angry with you every day. Outside of Christ, you're doing nothing but building up wrath. It's time to repent of our sins and trust in Jesus. Amen? Because outside of Christ, God is angry with the wicked every day. And the wicked are those who pattern themselves according to the world. The wicked are those who pattern themselves according to their own thoughts and do what they think is right. Praise God. We don't have to be like the wicked. Amen? But we can keep God's commands and obey them. Hallelujah. John 14 and 6 said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. God has made a way for us to come to him. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And Jesus is telling them, giving them instruction. Not just giving them instruction, but he's giving us instruction today. Amen? January the 19th. Kim, call 233, please. Kim. 2023. Call the same word that he gave his disciples is the same word we receive today. The same blessing, the same commandment, the same glorious response that the disciples were to have is the same response we have in Christ Jesus. Praise God. He's made a way. God doesn't have to be angry with us every day. We don't have to receive the wages of sin, which is death. Christ took the death. And by God's grace, as we trust God, as we seek God, keep his commandments, obey his commandments, we're showing God that we love him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Show God that you love him. Show God that you love him. If you love him, it's not about helping your fellow man. If you love him, it's not about trying to let your good outweigh your bad. If you love him, it's not about memorizing scriptures so you can quote them. It's about having his commandments, holding on to his commandments, praying his commandments, meditating on his commandments, reciting his commandments, singing his commandments, thinking on his commandments, obeying his commandments. Amen? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hallelujah. He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that love me. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? If you love Jesus, your heart should grieve for your sin. 
If you love Jesus, every time you sin against him, your heart should be grieving. Yes, yes. There's pleasure in sin. There's something in the flesh, something about sin that we desire in the flesh. But the Bible says, Jesus told them, he that had my commandments to keep with them. What are we practicing? Because we can't say we love God if we're hating our brother. We can't say we love God and we're not keeping his word. Amen? Hallelujah. He gave us instruction because we don't know how. Apart from him, we don't know how. He gave us instruction. And praise God, point two. If we properly respond to Jesus' love, the Father will love us. So it's not just Jesus we're loving, it's also the Father. If we're loving Jesus, we're loving the Father. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And look at the final part of verse 21. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him, which brings us to point three. Point three is a proper response to the love of Christ results in Jesus loving you and his manifestation to you. A proper response of God's glorious love, a glorious response to God's glorious love is keeping his commandments and obeying them. If we do that, Jesus tells us at the end of this verse, verse 21, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Earlier we sing, I know God is real. Those of us who are keeping his commandments, we know that God is real. Because God, Jesus Christ, has come to us, and the Father has come to us, even by the Spirit, and has made themselves, made himself known to us. Amen? And we know we know him. We got a confidence that we can boldly go before the throne of grace in a time of need. We got confidence that God has forgiven us for our sins. We got confidence because his word is true. Amen? Hallelujah. Sometimes your heart tells you that you're not right with God. But the Bible says, if our heart tells us one thing, God is greater than our heart. Amen? Sometimes circumstances might cause us to think that we're not right with God. Job went through all kind of things. Lost his family, lost his health, lost his wealth, but God was still with him. Amen? Amen. We, let's not be discouraged by the circumstances, but be encouraged by God's word. Amen? God's word is true. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. God's word is true, amen? Look at verse 22. Judas said unto him, not a scary. Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? He asked, how are we going to know you? But the world is not going to know you. Are there people that you know but then other people that you don't know? Have you ever lived in a neighborhood to where you may have known your neighbor, but you didn't know your other neighbor that lived several houses down? Why? Because there was no interaction. You may have seen their vehicle. You may have seen them from time to time, but you didn't know them. You weren't intimate with them. You may, you may have a neighbor that you don't even know because you're not intimate with them. You don't talk to them. You don't spend time with them. You may have a neighbor that you don't know. 
But you may have another neighbor that you do know. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Amen. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. God is with you if you're loving Jesus and you're keeping his commandments. God is with you. You're responding gloriously because glory belongs to God. God gave us glorious love that points back to him and his nature. God gave us his son, amen? And the glorious response to his glorious love is trusting in Christ. Are we trusting in Christ this morning? Maybe you feel like you should be. You want to. It reminds me of a man that came to Jesus and he's wanting a healing done. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Crowd to God. Lord, I believe in your word. Lord, I believe what the preacher's saying. Lord, I believe that if I keep your commandments and obey them, Lord, that you'll love me. But God, I doubt. I fear. God is able to relieve you of your doubt and your fear. Amen? Amen. God is able to give you peace if you ask him. Cry out in repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Cry out, Lord, grace me to love you and keep by keeping your commandments. Grace me to hold on to your commandments and keep them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 24. He that loveth me not Keeping not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. As we look at these three points, we don't know how to properly respond to God's love. But if we properly respond to Jesus' love, the Father will love us. A proper response to the love of Christ results in Jesus loving you and his manifestation to you. But then we look at verse 24. He that loved me not, keeping not my sayings. Have you been keeping his sayings? Have you been keeping his commandments? Or have you allowed bitterness, anger, confusion, have you allowed doubt to creep in and you're no longer keeping his commandments? It's not about loving him, but it's about getting what you want. It's about having your way. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. We don't want God angry with us. Amen? We don't want death as a wage for our sin. But we want to accept the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. We want that gift. If you find yourself in a category of not loving him, of not keeping his word, we can repent. Amen? We can ask God, Lord, I believe, but help out my unbelief. Lord, I believe, 
but I've allowed my sin to hinder me. Lord, I believe, but I don't believe like I used to believe. God will forgive you if you repent. Amen? Amen. The same God that sent Jesus Christ to die for our sin. The same God who loved his people enough to give his only begotten son. That same God will forgive you if you cry out for forgiveness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, the same way that Jesus was comforting his disciples, the same way that he was instructing his disciples, Lord, grace us to receive your comfort, Heavenly Father. Grace us to receive instruction. Grace us to humble ourselves and know that if we keep your commandments, we're showing you that we love you. Lord, there's not something we can do within our own strength. There's not something we can do within our own ability. We don't even desire that apart from you. God, give us the desire, Lord God, to hold on to your commandments and keep your commandments. Lord, we do not know the right thing to do apart from you. As we read your word, as we meditate on your word, as we trust in you and your word, as we keep your commandments and obey them, Lord, Show us, Lord God, what you would have us to do. Show us, Lord, what it means to love you and seek you and trust you. Those of us who are discouraged today, comfort our hearts, Lord God, that it's not over. Those of us who are disappointed today, those of us who are fearful today, those of us who are hurt today, help us to realize, God, that we can cry out to you and you will cover comfort troubled hearts. Even as the disciples were, were, were frustrated and the disciples were in despair and they were troubled because Jesus was about to leave. And Lord, sometimes we feel like you've left us. People don't come see us, God. You've left us. People don't call us. You've left us. But Lord, you haven't left us because you will never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Grace us to trust in your word. Even when your word seems to not be true. Even when it seems like you're failing us. Grace us to hold on to your word and believe what you're saying. What you said in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, God is able.